0: Welcome to A Nightmare on Fierce Street,
1: a monstrous podcast about all things horror.
0: If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes.
1: Today, we're talking about the Hulu original, Bad Hair, with our special guest, Kenya Ann Hall. (laughs) Welcome, Kenya. (laughs) Welcome back from season one. Why don't you uh, remind everyone, tell them why you do or don't like horror films.
2: <laughs> yes, I am that weird special case. Where <laughs> I, I generally appreciate the psychological concepts that lead to what horror films become. And like, I'm usually like, oh dang, I wish I could watch that. <laughs> but because of my sensitive and delicate constitution. I
1: can <laughs> <laughs> You're just a delicate lady.
2: <laughs> a delicate lady. But now that like there's been so much there's just this, this kind of renaissance and like black horror art, I'm like, dang, but well, I-, I gotta support the blacks, but I'm also scared. So I'ma just wait for people to say it wasn't that scary and then I'll
1: go <laughs> 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 so
2: watch. when I saw the previews for this, I knew that I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so do you with that in mind do you have any like favorites the horror genre
2: yeah so in terms of film again because I haven't seen much really loved us not us get out I mean I also loved us but get out was kind of the first thing that was like okay okay maybe I could do this I also I counted as horror uh beloved Toni Morrison's book that was kind of like my first time reading like a very suspenseful thriller scary like I read that in my old like senior year apartment that made a bunch of noises and for (laughs) folks who don't know it's basically about a haunted house (laughs) I was like "Hmm, don't know about you do this at night um and then also uh Lovecraft country county country county Lovecraft, Lovecraft yeah I had a good time with that well I don't know if I could say it's a favorite but I did enjoy watching it and seeing the different ways in which they like kind of jumped around to different genres. Do I have any other, like, if I were to counter the scary favorites? I don't think so. I think, yeah, just kind of that recent stuff. No no old school stuff, really. Yeah, gotcha. well, I saw a remake of Let Me In once and I was like, oh, vampires are kind of interesting. The yeah. idea of vampires are interesting. But- <laughs> 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 but also, somebody told me, don't watch the original, just watch this remake. <laughs> so I was
1: like, great, <laughs> got, it. got it, cool. awesome can you tell our listeners where they can find you or if you want to plug any like projects you've got going on anything you want to plug
2: um well i'm on instagram at kenya bouquet um i don't think i have anything i want to plug right now i've been doing some dramaturgy recently which has been fun but like it's mainly workshops and stuff that isn't going to see the light of day for a long time so it doesn't make sense to plug (laughs) 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 but yeah no well (laughs) when it's
1: when getting closer to daylight let us know we'll plug it for you okay <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get down to some general thoughts on bad hair this was an experience <laughs>
0: i think that my first general thought on all of this <laughs> was that we need more content on black hair because there's so many stories of white people running their hands through our hair, white and black people giving me advice and unsolicited thoughts on what I should be doing with my hair without even knowing what's going on in there. They're just like, mm. and how people look at natural hair versus straightened hair, and just the list goes on and on. And so I want more media concerning black hair. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. Actually, because there's so much mis misinformation and well, not m- ignorance really, uh, from white people. I have a I have a friend who is white. Who went to cosmetology school and they said they weren't even taught how to do black hair and so like that's a whole demo like you're hurting your students by not even telling them how to serve a demographic that could make them successful that was just insane to me when they told me about that
0: how many theater productions have all of us been a part of where a black hair comes up and the microaggressions come out what
2: Or even just like, it's not even a thought. Like I've had so many where I'll go up to them and I'll be like, hey, so just a question. What would you like me to do for my hair for this piece? And I'll just be like, oh, I don't know. You can figure it out. And it's like, this is a period piece. <laughs> I think we should maybe be specific. <laughs> and also like, even like, most black people aren't taught how to do their hair. Like it's different now because of YouTube and like blogs and natural hair movement and X, Y, Z. But even that's become like weirdly toxic where if you don't have like a right hair texture or people are faking hair textures or trying to claim like the coarser hair textures, even though their hair is all loose, but like coarse hair is what we're all praising. And it. it's just, it's so complicated and convoluted, but yeah. Like, and then the parents are just like, we don't want to deal with this. Let's just press permit and call it a day. <laughs> and then, and, and and then, then you, you like, 20 and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> oh my <right. No. laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious. Or yeah. even moving out here, like when I moved away for the lady that was doing my hair for since I was in high school. And then I came out here and I was just like, I don't. So many people don't know what they're doing. I don't want to experiment with a bunch of different salons. Also, I live in Evanston. Are there black people here? There's <laughs> not, no.
0: There's not. I, The college town specifically. I know if I go to a college town like the one I'm living in right now, I'll be doing my own hair. Um <laughs> can I do hair? No. Um, yeah, the alternative is worse, yes. Oh um, so i learned how to braid this year. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one thing that i want to mention about this movie that i was really pleased with because when we get into our points i'll get into more questions i had about some of these choices that they made but the aesthetic like the set dressing the costuming was all so specific and and pinpointed to 1989 like you knew when this they didn't really even have to tell me they tell you at the beginning of the movie it's set in 1989 but they didn't need to tell me that because i knew the minute you saw your lead actress. Like it was just obvious.
2: (laughs) It's like, even the way she's like, interested in doing radio and Mm -hmm. just like, even when we flashback to the present, the way the office is built and just the sounds and like, you're seeing (laughs) Vanessa (laughs) Williams on a billboard, like it's just (laughs) (laughs) captured everything perfectly aesthetically, I will agree. Even though one thing, and this is like one of my points, I think when we get down to it, because my, my friend, her mom was a hairdresser. And one of the big points of this movie is how like weaves are new and like hair technology is changing. And she was like, the one problem that she had in terms of aesthetics is that everybody's weaves look too good for the period. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like weaves just started looking like that, like back then they did not look that good like the invisible <laughs> part what was
1: that like
0: it wasn't a they thing probably
1: pitched that to like kelly Rowland, and she was like you think i'm gonna get this movie and look that busted No.
0: <laughs> vanessa williams like i bring my own weaves so make it work okay um <laughs> But no, I I remember being like a '90s baby, and like the hair did not look that good, which is another reason I had issues. Because I'm like, you're like, I we would get in fights. So my mother would do my hair because, like, first off, she shouldn't be doing hair. Secondly, she's cracked, and so it was always like me crying and yelling, "Am I bleeding?" <laughs> and she's like trying to like snatch a comb through it, and I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> and so I was like, "No, hair did not look this." This was not the hair that I'm familiar with, and now came after this point. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: right. I feel like all the hair of like the the radio D, uh, DJs that were there before, like Vanessa Williams comes in, like their hair that felt more authentically '90s to me, like the uh, the braids and the Anna's hair before before she gets the weave. That felt more like okay, this is very '90s.
2: <laughs> yeah, even though. Well, I guess if she works for culture, it's fine. Because the whole meeting that she has with Vanessa Williams, <laughs> uh, Zora, there we go. <laughs> <like>, <laughs> go <to Barbara laughs> <this> <laughs> she's
0: been um, the same woman for 40 years. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> I was like, is this Wilhelmina Slater? Like...
1: <laughs> is this the diva's Christmas Carol? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> when they have that conversation in the office and she's like, if you go to any other floor looking like that, they're not even going to give you an interview part of me is like how's she even in the office looking like that
0: because <laughs> it was the 90s that's, that's not even
2: like acceptable now like they just have to pass legislation in california for people to be able to do that i mean i do that but you know i yeah. work with theater people so it's slightly
0: <laughs> different <laughs> no, look, again how many students have been sent home because their hair is uncamped um according to white folks or how many people have been denied jobs because they happen to have dreadlocks or froze um just last year even <laughs> and so i was like mm, I, this is what? an idealized 80s world
1: <laughs> and, and how many didn't even get in the job in the first place because they interviewed with you know uh, a fro <laughs> or braids or dreads or you know anything like that
0: I always bring up the Juliana woman who went after Zendaya on the red carpet saying she could smell the patchouli. And people were like, oh, was that racist? I'm like, yes, it was, oh, especially was... her hair was gorgeous. She <laughs> looks <laughs> stunning, Zendaya always looks stunning. So when you go for her, you have to know there's probably some racism in there unless she personally injured you yesterday and we don't know about it yet. Otherwise, <laughs> it's <laughs> racism. <laughs>
1: The instant diet seems so sweet. Why well, would anyone be rude as a diet.
0: Because
1: racism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> points. <laughs> All right. Any other general thought before we get started on our specific points?
2: I mean, mine's I think is more of a hot take, so I'm gonna save
1: it for later. Yeah, but... your, yours is very similar to my my hot take, so we'll stick with it. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to our specific points from Bad Hair. Uh, Kenya, you want to go ahead and start us off with your first point?
2: Uh, so. I think that they really handled like, exaggerating the relationship that black people, specifically black women have with their hair. Like starting this movie off with like a traumatic hair burning experience. Yeah. Oh, that was genius Cause everybody will either has that story or know someone who has that story. Like that's the reason why I've never gotten a perm or a lot cause I've been scared because I would hear people talk about how their hair fell out and XYZ. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen to me. (laughs) And I was like, lucky enough to have a mom who was like, we're just going to put you in c La and call it a day. But (laughs) But just like, that is such an experience that like any Black girl can relate to. So I thought that that was just genius. And that kind of bleeds into the sound design, which I also think was genius. When I first heard, like, like even when you first hear like Jay Farrell brushing his hair up, and you God, can hear yes. the like... <laughs> like, <laughs> I never thought that our hair could sound so scary, but like, it does. Um, I remember when I was, um, I was combing out my hair and like, I used to live, I used to have a white roommate and I was combing it out and she was like, that, are you okay? That sounds like wild. And I was like, yeah, I'm combing out my hair. She was like, it literally sounds like somebody like biting into an apple. Like it sounds like. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it does kind of sound. <laughs> Cause after I did it again, I was like, oh yeah, that is, that's a lot. <laughs> so just the way that they were able to capture that um, and kind of like bring the fear into that because like whether you've had good or bad experiences getting your hair done, there's always gonna be some level of pain and there's always going to be some level of anxiety when the process starts.
0: <laughs> it, it took me back to when I was a kid and we would have my cousin who's older than us come over and put relaxers on my sister and my hair because my mother had no idea what to do with it. So it was like, if it's straight, at least we can comb it until they sweat it out. Um, and it was just that like, idea of, if I sit here with it on forever, my hair will be as straight as possible. <laughs> and so I sit there with it burning, because I was like, if it burns, that means it's working. And it, I was like, oh my God, I did not want to relive any of this. Oh, <laughs> no, but it was like two just for me. It was like two just for me's for my hair. Um, So you know the timing was never right to begin with but i'm sitting there with it just burning because i wanted to be as straight as possible because i was told that's (laughs) ideal
1: Um. that's the special effects on that burn looked real and then the scar that you see later on in the movie Mm. she burned the shit out of her scalp
2: (laughs) and it just never grew back and that happens oh gosh
0: so piggybacking off of that one because everything they said during that hair straightening situation and the way nappy is thrown at her is it just it, it's a callback to what i was like as a child because we were told what was on our head was not right Mom. um i always assumed that i would just grow up and my hair would magically straighten out and i would look professional um yes. because that's what the media <laughs> does to you the media does that shit to you uh-
2: <laughs> Yes, I yeah. remember in kindergarten, I like, um my mom was like, Oh, how do you want to wear your hair for picture day? And I was like, I want to wear my hair down because I thought that meant that it would just fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay. So she put like a little poof on top and then left the rest out. Yeah. And when I saw the picture when I got older, I was like, This is what I thought wearing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was look entirely different. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's like that's so real. Like even when I first started wearing about afro, like I'll get called like Q-tip, tumbleweed, like <laughs> just that, like crazy. Granted, I was still like working with the patterns because the front of my hair was still like you've been pressing us for four years. Let's mm-hmm. get back to that. But well, the back of my hair was like we finally get some years It's a minute for them to meet in the middle, but. <laughs> But yes, no, people will make you feel some type of way for just trying to look how you were born.
0: Right? Because everybody a- feels entitled to weigh in on it. <laughs> because again, black women, wh- what is this with one an agency and to have our own like <laughs> bodies and ideas? And right. so like
1: <laughs> and it, it always seems to like in I don't ever hear about like boys being sent home because their hair was not a certain way or was unkempt or whatever. So it, it really falls on. Black women more often than anyone else, you know.
2: I will say that um, it doesn't because there's not, how do I phrase this? They just started getting to play with their hair, but before mm-hmm. it was either like you braid it or you cut it off. Mm-hmm. Those are your two options. If you have dreads, you're a gang member. And if you have braids, you might also be a gal- Like I remember they were called right. jailhouse braids because you got. A child. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they've got um, different kind of stigmas and stuff, but they just generally aren't given the options. Like when you yeah. reach a certain age, you're getting a haircut, and that's it.
0: That's true. And those microaggressions are still out there. Like, there was that one guy. I don't know his name. I saw the story, and I definitely shared it. But he has, like, these, like, beautiful dreads that go, like, down his ass. And, of course, like, some white woman was out here with her nonsense, and she was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. Is it hard for you to find work, though, because of it? And he flashed her his badge, because he's, like, this badass PhD who teaches at, like, (laughs) Harvard or Yale or one of those. And he was like, I actually have work. And she's like, oh, that's not what I I (laughs) meant. And he's like, I know what you meant. (laughs) (laughs)
2: goodness but i will definitely say that the conversation around it with black women is definitely like more charged just because we kind of have been able to have more options and experiment more yeah Yeah. that's a
1: really good point i hadn't thought about like (laughs) the the gendered hair you know like even i like i have my hair long right now and i still get like looks as a white person
0: but even like, cause I was roommates with LeBob for, for two years and we've been friends for a while. And like people will still talk to him about his hair and how and what he should be doing with it. And he's like, um, I'm doing what I'm doing with it. Good day.
1: <laughs> it, it never ceases to amaze me why people can't just mind their own business. Like,
0: right? To with right? You. That you ain't to my memoir. Here? I don't know what is. <laughs> you don't
2: have to walk around looking like this. You can leave me alone. Okay? Right?
0: the amount of white women who would like just run their hands through my hair and tell me that I've burnt it. And I was like, no, that's the natural section that you're reaching in telling me it needs to be natural. I need to leave it alone. While you're have your hands in my hair, oh, <laughs> Texas, the capacity of Texas, just mm-hmm. like you need to like, let it do what it's going to do. Cause this is all burnt. And it's like, no, it's, it's called natural. Cause I haven't touched <laughs> it. Cause I'm here stressed out in this racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> also don't touch me why are you touching me are we related are we friends no this is like a petting zoo or a box office what (laughs) (laughs) what's it like to you (laughs)
1: uh, yeah so my first note is i aside from the unfortunate uh, event in freddie versus jason i stand kelly roland uh, but I need the soundtrack. I love all the music in this show. <laughs> I want it so bad. I love her. Um, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. This should have been my hot take. I probably like Kelly Rowland more than I like Beyonce. I mean, it's fair. People have her, said it. It's, it's the It's her tone that I love. I love her tone and the way that she makes the runs. I don't know. I love Beyonce too. I love Beyonce too. Don't come at me beehive.
0: Uh (laughs) I do think it's interesting and I wonder how much colorism has uh, to play in that because Kelly is Mm -hmm. definitely darker than Beyonce and Beyonce definitely leans into that proximity to whiteness. (laughs) And so I wonder if it had been flipped who Kelly would have been.
2: Also, if, you know, what's Beyonce's dad's name? Matthew, Mark, something? One of those. Anyway, if Beyonce's dad hadn't been the manager and it had been somebody else, could have also been a different way
1: (laughs) yep yep um and i really like one of the things that i really did enjoy about this movie is all the kind of underlying storylines that you really have to like kind of read in the context of like kelly Rowland when um and i can't think of her character's name because i they say it all the time but anyways um in the scene where anna is getting her weave in and kelly Rowland comes in um and, and anna's a big fan of uh Kelly Rowland's character, she says, "Oh, I love the new uh, the new record," and Kelly just says, "So does the uh, so does the label." So like this whole like mentality of Kelly having to sell out to sell records and getting this uh, weave in at the same time, which is taking control of her essentially. Just a very kind of interesting subplot that they didn't hit you over the head with, which I thought was a good choice.
2: Yeah, just having her kind of exist in this world and also having her be idolized in this world by like all of the la- black women that work at the studio specifically, Anna, our protagonist, like we're seeing that this is what people should want to be even though literally in that music video, she looks like a demon. Like she <laughs> <Right>. has <laughs> yellow eye
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. and a oh. dead face. like, you know, like- <laughs> But her hair is straight. Right.
2: right. But also <laughs> amazing. <Yeah>. Like,
1: <laughs> And if you notice, um. In the background there in Anna's apartment there's some of I can't think of her name anyways of Kelly Rowland's character's uh, earlier records where she has natural hair and the first time that they see this music video they're talking about how she's changed did she get a nose job is that her real hair all this kind of stuff so you're seeing that kind of happen in the background as well
2: yes and when they say contouring (laughs) oh when I found out there was I think there was like a, a vine or like some short video or whatever where this girl was talking about makeup and she was like um, did you realize that contouring is just trying to get your face to conform to Western beauty standards? And I was like, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <What? laughs> you know, they like make your nose smaller and make it like, wha- like, yeah. it's just, Everything and there's something is- as subtle as like a makeup trend. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, Yeah. Everything
0: goes back to how white can you look with what you've been dealt um no but I I do also appreciate that they are like worshiping her and her look uh because she's got straight hair and that's just kind of all there is to it like she's acceptable she's passing she has the in her hair is assimilating and so therefore she is the ideal um cuz like how often do we get treated differently when our hair is straight it's a whole different experience. I feel like Ruby in that episode of <laughs> Lovecraft. <laughs> when my hair is straight, I get gifts. People want to hold doors open for me. And then when my hair is what it's going to do, they're just like, oh, are you okay? <laughs>
2: Every time I get my hair straightened, somebody's always like, oh, you got a new haircut. It's so professional. I'm like, first of all, I didn't cut my hair. <laughs> right. Thinking like, uh, about what are you saying? I look like before.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I used to have a friend who would like do my hair and sometimes makeup because she needed people in her portfolio, and I don't do these things. So she was like, "Before and after afters galore." Um, and I stopped going to her because, like, whenever she would put up a picture on Facebook, like everybody would rush in and be like, "I knew you had it in you all along, Sheree!" <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "It, it, it was heat. It was heat and lipstick." I don't know what you want from me. Also now I could never learn to do this because it makes y'all too happy. So
1: <laughs> about the way that I look, which I right? said
0: <laughs> right when you're conforming everybody loves you. Um which is when I can't wear makeup more than 3 times a year. Um, <laughs> I will not.
2: <laughs> so uh, one of the one of the successes of this movie I think is a way it leans into black mythology. Like I didn't know, like I've known maybe like the people who could fly. I remember reading that as a kid, like rare Rabbit. Um, but other than that, I don't have like a wealth of just like African-American black mythology at my fingertips in the same way that I do with like grim fairy tales and like Greek myths and like X, Y, Z. Um, So I just love how Blair Underwood's character was kind of like the personification of they've taken away our stories. And that's how, that's one of the ways in which they've controlled us. Cause you don't really think about that. You don't really think about how like, you know, we need to have a black Cinderella instead of probably some similar story from like Africa or like slave times that embodies that same principle of just a glow up. Like (laughs) (laughs) out there. Um, And so I love that this movie does that because um, it made me go and research. I was like, is the mouse-haired girl real? X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that's starting to come up a little more with like a lot of people, a lot of Black artists kind of channeling like Yoruba, Orishas and stuff um, in their work. And so that's been cool to see. I just finished reading Children of Blood and Bone and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just an example of how that's kind of starting to seep into popular culture. Um, and I just really appreciate the way that this movie kind of embraced that message. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: No, like I, I definitely was like, I, I'm here for Blair Andrew Wood's character because firstly, he's not abusing anybody, which is hard for his resume. And secondly, <laughs> he's dropping knowledge that I, it's things that I think that we've thought about, but we've never like thought about, that makes sense. Because I know there's a reason I hate Disney and has it, I've hated it forever, but I never like thought to go, is it is it more than the fact that women don't have agency? Is it because it's all very white centric? <laughs> is it <laughs> because the people of color are servants if they get to be in it? Is it? Where, where are our stories? Where, where are our fairy tales? Um, <laughs> because they exist. Like, we just don't know do, them. They are coming from continents who are known for storytelling. And you mean to tell me we can't find some children's fairy tales where I don't into a frog? <laughs> that's when you'll give me disney that's the one like and i hate that people bring her up whenever i'm like disney doesn't do black people they're like well tiana i'm like tiana was a frog mercer movie leave the conversation one person (laughs) out of like yes (laughs) Yes. no it took pixar 10 years to do soul and i hear it's problematic oh and so i (laughs) I i enjoyed
2: it i will say i enjoyed it but they get some things right and some things like somebody maybe should have had one more conversation about
0: (laughs) right right and it's just like I I'm done I'm done giving out stars for breadcrumbs either do the work or leave me out of it Uh, and and it's because we don't get these stories like nobody's going to like Africa or any of these other places to be like what did we not pick up from here what did we not know what did we not hear yeah it's I hate it
1: (laughs) well and so I had one, I had one question about this. This is my next point, but I, I'm going to piggyback off Kenya just real quick. It, it felt kind of strange to me that that Blair under uh, Blair's character, the father, was lecturing Anna, who, out of the three women in the room, is the only one with kind of the natural, not straightened, because both her sister has straight hair, and I'm assuming it's relaxed, and then her mother has somewhat straight hair. It just, that kind of felt weird to me. I don't know, maybe I'm missing something or maybe I'm reading too much into it. It just kind of felt odd to me that he chose her. But I guess she does kind of right before that dismiss the story of the fairy tale before that. So I probably just was reading way too much into it. I was like only looking yeah, yeah. at the mirror and nothing else.
0: <laughs> There's other ways to assimilate. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. um, when I saw, I was thinking about that and then I was like, I think it's because her, the way her brain is functioning is like through the lens of like capitalism and western culture and that was the because she's just like waiting for these white people to give her things basically Mm -hmm. and she's willing to do whatever she has to do spend rent money on a weed in order (laughs) for these white people to give her these things and I think Blair Underwood is tapping into that um whereas because I don't know what the sister's degrees are in um but it seems like she was made to follow in the same footsteps as her dad basically so like learn about this stuff and be excited about it and Anna never really got that because she was chasing this kind of what they call a fantasy what I call a career in New York <laughs> <laughs> is
1: it isn't Anna not their child right
0: and at the top it sounded like she was just added to the family and I don't know if it was an adoption or if like they're related and the parents died or what I feel
1: like I remember hearing Anna call him uncle
0: and the sister up top was like you just joined this family you're already giving me grief <laughs> like maybe when you'll hear straight we will be able to pass the sisters and so I was like who- how are you related oh. <laughs>
2: yeah they never explained it really yeah. well but then again you know like Black people be having a cousin that's basically family that just lived there the whole time. And then you just grow up and you realize, oh, wait, that wasn't my brother. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll let it
0: pass. (laughs) Um, I, I just, I loved the sprinkling of microaggressions that are still heard today like when they're talking to her about how they want someone less urban and more rock and roll how often is the word urban used to be like that's too black for us um <laughs> I, also black people invented rock and roll <laughs> right right no and, just,
1: <laughs> and, and i don't care what anyone says tina turner is the queen of rock yes
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, Um, because they're all like, Elvis. And it's like, don't even let me start that rant. I I will not talk to you about Elvis no more. Um, And so, yeah, I just, I love that. That's how they were like, we don't want someone black. Um, (laughs) Because I've heard urban thrown out so many times. Like when I worked at a community college, when I was like a baby, um, we had this politician who was going to come to the school and at the last minute was like, it's too urban. And went to a community college in a suburb. And I was like, oh, that's what urban means. I got it. And so I appreciate that that was resurrected for this movie.
1: (laughs) And even at the Grammys, isn't like the R&B rap genre award called urban Something like that?
0: Yep. And again, it's because this is a society that does not know how to use words. And so instead of them being like, let's give it to a Black artist, there's like urban, which it sounds worse. There's words that people use, which makes it sound like they were going to use something worse than they really were. Like when people say female, I'm like, just call me what you're gonna call me so we can fight about it.
2: Right. let do that. <laughs> Nobody walks around calling men males. Right. Nobody's like that male over, the- like no one right? says that.
0: <laughs> no one says that, no one, no one. Um, and so again, especially in this country, we we use other words so we can sound like we're thinking about it. When we're not, we're just trying to not say what we normally say, which is probably the word to use. In most cases, it's America. So I'm not gonna say all cases. Cause that ain't true. Um,
1: (laughs) What happened.
0: Yeah. Cause like, it's easy to just say, hey, women. Or or, hey, y'all. But people are like, um, you females. And I was like, what would you gonna say? What would you gonna say? Say it. (laughs) Or, ooh, I like this. Urban food, and it's like, where well, you gonna say soul food? You can say soul food if you just say like, soul. Food,
1: is, that's a problem. We call it that
0: too. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: right? No. It's soul food is delicious. they will give it all the props.
0: It's where the seasoning is. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I want some spice. Just say that. I want spices.
1: I would like some flavor, please. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the way that um, who is it? James Vanderbeek's character that calls this out, oh, or. God, yes. I'm trying to remember who says the whole thing. Like the only reason that this channel exists is so that we don't get sued by like the NAACP or whatever. Um, (laughs) They don't care about this show. They just are trying to cover their butts.
0: I think it was him in his spiel where he was like, because he was basically saying he's doing the best he can. He actually wants to be here as opposed to them sending to them here because he happens to be a young white man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and all the ideals they put in for being a young white man.
2: Um, <laughs> so totally thinking
0: that, thinking
2: that that right? But yeah. Also, this is kind of like jumping ahead, and I think it was somebody's point, but the casting in this movie. <laughs> It's not on. I have to give it to them yes. for the way they cast this movie. Because when I saw him in that role, I was like, of course.
0: <laughs> like, James Vanderbeek is out here being the embodiment of chaotic neutral. I don't know who taught him Dungeons and Dragons and why he took that and nothing else. But he's like, what are you doing over there? Is there a villainous white man? Well, is there some way that I can make fun of myself? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> can I do both? On my way packing to my family let's go <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then of course we've already touched on vanessa williams playing the same role that she's dead and still yeah. doing it flawlessly
0: <laughs> right i don't i don't know who she really is anymore because i've only seen her in this role for 40 years so tomorrow if she were like i've been british the whole time i would be like what <laughs>
1: She was he was on um celebrity drag race and she seemed very sweet <laughs>
0: Was she also Not in this it. character still? Because I've only seen her in this character in <laughs> my whole life.
1: <laughs> no, I think this is, she has two different characters. She She's like herself or she's this character.
0: So. Ugly Betty. um, <laughs> Same character. Um, So many shows. I can't even, I froze up. Basically, look at her Wikipedia. It's the same character. <laughs> I don't know if she's doing it because she's mad she didn't get to do The Devil Wears Prada. You <laughs> would have been so good. Now that I finally seen that movie and can comment on it, <laughs> I'm never gonna see it because Anne Hathaway. But I feel like all of these characters—that's the same character—is her way of reminding Hollywood that could have been her. Um, <laughs> she was like, "I'm gonna do the same character forever," so you can see what it could have been. And I with that <laughs> energy. <laughs> But also, we have Jay Pharoah, who is criminally underrated. And the fact that SNL did him so dirty, they just fired him over the summer one year. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll <laughs> art.
2: I guess I got to go off and do my own thing and become bigger than this anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was like- He needs more work. <laughs> he does. He does. They literally got rid of him and kept Michael Shea. And I was like, choices, Lauren. Choices. <laughs>
2: oh goodness you'd have a lot less problematic jokes than Jay Fair.
0: <laughs> right and they'd be funny also his impressions I I could watch him do impressions all day long because I just spent like three years in change in Chicago I am over improv and sketch but I would watch Jay Farrow impersonate whoever he wants all day long because it's spot on
2: <laughs> he did it on the um the mass singer where <laughs> in the like intro they just put people different people's faces over it's like who's the next guest?
1: And He's like speaking <laughs> all these
2: different voices. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: just does a precious little episode. It's great. Uh, he's
2: a wonderful gem.
0: Oh, oh, he did one of those throwbacks that NBC or Fox does of olden time sitcoms. And he was played, I think, was he playing JJ? Oh, yeah, he was JJ for the good time. Yeah. And he played it better than the original JJ. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> the bar has been set.
2: <laughs> yes. He was, he was one of the highlights of that because no. I don't know why we keep doing that, but hey, it's fun. <laughs>
0: also don't get it because whenever people bring up those sitcoms on their own on like their facebook it's just like back in the day when people could laugh at things it's like you mean back in the day when it was okay to be racist and they're like (laughs) no back when we have a sense of humor like when it was okay to be racist just say that. that those are the words you're looking for give those words power bob just say what you're gonna say so i can block you and be on my way (laughs)
2: <laughs> There's so many funny things in the
0: world. <laughs> right? And you chose to go back to these jokes in the 70s <laughs> that are super racist. That's what you, that's what comedy died for you. Okay. Do you also like <laughs> urban food? <laughs> Made by females.
2: <laughs> I think also the visuals too. I'll add on to that. in um, creating kind of just like what we've all experienced when we've gotten our hair braided or gotten weave or literally touched any tendril <laughs> of okay. hair on her
1: head <laughs> okay so I, <laughs> like, I have I have a, to walk away <laughs> I have a question about this the, the scene where they where uh she's putting the weave in like is she legitimately like sewing it into her scalp yes like,
2: which is they, horrifying that's is that not how that horrifying. works <laughs>
1: I thought they braided it and like sewed it into the braids, but is it into your scalp?
2: No, (laughs) (laughs) which which should have been her first red flag. I'm like, I know she didn't know nothing about this hair technology or whatever, but that should have been her first red flag when a needle went into her literal scalp. By Laverne Cox.
0: Yes, who we left out of the casting, but Laverne Cox being Laverne Cox as usual who just shows up and it's like, here's how you actually be fierce bitches at all times. <laughs> i also will also the same character.
2: I wear a hairdresser every time. <laughs>
0: every time, which makes sense. Cause like I've seen Laverne's hair and I would love for Laverne to do my hair. Laverne would be like, first off, what? <laughs> everything you've done is wrong. <laughs> but then she'd be like, it's okay though.
2: Cause we're yes. gonna fix you, you'll be fine. Like, so the, one do, this movie,
1: <laughs> the one thing I do want to point out, though, I do kind of think it's a little bit unfortunate that Laverne Cox's character is one of the few that seems to be knowingly hurting these women. And as a trans woman playing the character, it just it feels a little weird to me. But I don't know. Again, I may be reading too far into it.
2: I don't know if she's knowingly, because like, I think she knows that, you know, she has a prime source with the hair. But I don't know if she knows what that source is. Um, because I feel like a lot of people, even during like during this time, and even now, like a lot of people, thanks to strangely Chris Rock and his movie, oh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know that like a lot of you know, hair, the real human hair that's used for weed comes from these temples when like women will sacrifice their hair in India. People didn't know that. They was just like bundles, great, let me have them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, I think she really just thought she was making these women feel beautiful and doing the job of like sending them out into the world like this. But I don't know, it could be seen either way because she also did put pig's blood in the thing. So
0: My other thing is that because this is one of the few times where nobody made a big deal out of Laverne being a trans woman, so she just fit in with the other women as she should. Um, because so often when somebody cast somebody who's a trans woman, they're just like, we need to make sure she has a monologue about it. We need to make sure we pat ourselves on the back about it. And mm-hmm. Laverne was just there, being one of the messy bitches. And right. I'm, I'm here for this energy.
1: <laughs> I, did like she, was. I did like that she wasn't playing a trans woman. She was a yeah. trans woman playing a woman. Yeah, I just yeah. it hadn't, it felt, I don't know, it could have been the way she played it. I don't know, it felt nefarious to me. And I kind of wish that it had not been that way. I but
0: should, have, yeah, I may yeah. be
1: oversensitive, I don't know.
0: I sort of took it as like any other situation where people are just like people come to me for this thing and I do this thing. I don't know where it comes from because how many different kinds of makeup companies are tested on animals and we're just poisoned. You know how many people die with those powdered wigs and shit back in the day? Because <laughs> people are like, guess what you want? I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, capitalism is a thing. And so we don't always ask questions or we just give people shit. But I do, I, I can acknowledge that it feels weird that, that it's one of the like people on the chain of villains. Um, but also I would just, of all the people in this cast, I would go to Laverne get my hair done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean fair, I would too. I hope she's not going to sew into my scalp though. If she's no, going to do that, girl.
2: I, have I had to walk away when that scene came on again because I, since I knew it was coming, I was like, I'm not watching this again. <laughs> no. I hated it because like you get the like tension that you get when like you know you're getting your hair braided or getting a weave sewn in where you can feel the pull and she's right your hair like regardless of whether it's you know a demon weave in your scalp or not it will hurt for the next week (laughs) like it was so wild how they were able to like you know heighten it with the blood and the horror and the scalp and everything but also have it feel exactly how it feels when you're just getting a regular sewing or whatever.
0: Right? Right. No. Also,
1: does weave look that bad when it gets like when Kelly Rowland came in in that scene, and her hair <laughs> looks like she got out of a plane. <laughs> it, it was raining in the middle of it. There was no top on it. <laughs> like you can't
0: get you cannot get weaves wet. I've never had a weave. My sister has. Um but it like any other hair, uh, it just it does stuff like I don't do weed but if my hair gets wet we're done for the day which is why I don't do outside because I'm just like you will not catch me out here in the rains so people ask me if my hair was cut today um <laughs> and I can have to fight with it to unmat it no there's weather we're canceling and like my white friends don't get that my friends <laughs> who get that get that <laughs> um, which is how I could like I have a friend who I didn't know was afro <laughs> until he was like it's raining so you're not coming out with us are you like no I'm not Thank you for this. <laughs> and he's like, I got around this. I'm like, I know now because we're having this conversation. <laughs> you clocked me and I clocked you. That's the way friendship works. What?
1: <laughs> but, oh, her weave looked I mean, I've seen some rough weave, but her weave looked like, <laughs> I don't even
2: Blasted. know. Oh, my God. I remember yes.
0: girls who lived in their weaves. I, they live because it's expensive. And so yeah. you want to take care of it forever. And sometimes you'll let it go. I... <laughs> being in a daycare in Kansas City, Missouri for those parts of my life where my mother worked there and seeing these like women riding with these rough ass weaves <laughs> drop their kids off. And I was like, what's going on in their lives? <laughs> There's like food and shit in there because I got babies at home and I can't like take care of themselves I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, if even, you're not
0: taking
2: care of it every day, it's right? like, if you don't brush it for like maybe a day or two, you don't wrap it every night. It's not gonna, it's it's so much work. Like too much, it's so much work. Like um, there are some phrasing that I, I like the way that it reframed it. Cause like, you know, a lot of people always talk about how black hair is difficult and X, Y, Z. Um, and somebody was like, it's because it's, it's sensitive. Like it's not poor, mm-hmm. it's not rough. It's just sensitive because there's so many things that you could do to mess it up so you have to treat it really well and i was Delicate. like I kind of like that rethink framing yeah but yeah no it's a it's a job it's no a
0: job. i used <laughs> to like i used to live for the women who their real hair was starting to sweat out and so they have the wigs hanging from their real hair <laughs> and i was like this is just take it out just take
2: it out it's okay that's okay <laughs> and that's why the china bang was invented <laughs> So you could cover that up. <laughs> and I have
0: to the <laughs> kid. Because I'm like, what is happening? Why is this so this <laughs> way? And her cousin was like, you should get a weed. Like, I don't want any of what I've seen here. <laughs> I don't want any of this. My hair is fine where it is. Put that just for me on it. Two of them, and let me go to my day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I love the subtle digs, the when which is like white folks started moving in, that's why my rent is up. Um, and when Blair Underwood and them are talking about being born into this Eurocentric mess of a country, because like nobody asked for this, but we here. <laughs> and now whenever we're like, can we have a story about us not dying? It's like, how dare you? <laughs> and there's crying and there's yelling and people are clinging to the cannon. And it's like, it, we're not asking for forever we're asking for a season maybe where we just like explore non-canon old white men We're dead and it's like how dare you the classics and it's like we've seen the classics we've seen them all it's okay it's okay
1: (laughs) and if you haven't there's pbs and they're all there
0: (laughs) right shakespeare will still be there i guarantee you Um, (laughs) he's not going anywhere obviously you won't let him but what you can do for the low, low price of nine ninety nine a month, support a living playwright. Um,
1: Boom. Um, also,
2: this would be a good time to highlight Nicole Byer and how she's just the perfect like side, like one liner role in this movie. She is so funny.
0: <laughs> her line delivery when she comes in with her weave and <laughs> she's like and i hope he fucks it out <laughs> just kidding i need this to last i nicole byer mvp every time she pops up and she pops up everywhere she's the she's the random who's that girl but we know her name she's nicole fucking byer um, <laughs> she's everywhere <laughs> brooklyn 99 um <laughs> <laughs> the good place um her own shows and podcasts she everywhere she's she's probably in my apartment i don't know about it She's going to just walk out and be like, nailed it. And I'm going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> I would put up pants. I know you were going to be here today. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> but she's just out there and she's like, mm-hmm, that man was crazy. He tried to raise my rent, $500. <laughs> and nobody else was like, well, I mean, maybe they tried. Like the one girl that he was actually able to like rape, unfortunately. Um, maybe thought about it later, but how she was like, no, nah, I just told him I was going to sue his ass and call it a day. <laughs> it
0: was like, even though she got her weed, we knew she was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. She down there serving neighbor energy. I knew that neighbor. I might become that neighbor someday, and I'm glad that Nicole gave us a new blueprint. Oh. <laughs>
1: yes. It was great. So okay i have to do this in every movie because like this vampire this vampire hair that this girl's got on her head how many times does she does this weird have, have to see weird shit to do something about it the first time if i <laughs> see if my hair goes into my finger i'm going i'm shaving i'm going bald like there's no advance or about it gone it's gone <laughs> <laughs> if it's, like when it like goes down and like doubles as a tampon I mean I get how ingenuitive that might be but like
0: <laughs> diva cup could never okay. <laughs> I was just like I don't know because you
2: know I feel like we should talk about periods more and like normalize it not make it right. gross because it's not gross it's a bodily function that everybody had
1: Boom.
2: but I can't walk around
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you the money,
2: money. Especially when, like, can I have the option to say whether you can do this, Weave?
0: Right. <laughs> I do love, though, that the Weave also assisted when her and Jay Farrow was, like, having their post-breakup sex situation. The Weave was like, I know you ain't about to do this. Break this glass. Hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> An assistant in her hair that was also a little bit murderous. So I don't know if we're giving the Weave a bad rap or not.
1: The weave seemed to be, I mean, when the guy, when the landlord came in to try and uh, sexually assault her, the weave was there.
0: That moment and that landlord character, (laughs) I I wish had been handled differently because that came out of nowhere. But also landlords be out here doing trifling shit, as we've all seen with COVID. Because how many people were like, I can't make rent. Landlord sends a dick pic back. (laughs) So I was like, this is something we can have a conversation about but th- maybe that's part of my hot take later so i'm not going to get too far into that but right. it felt weird to just, it to was,
1: just... It, it, yeah and it was rough too like i and he was like i do yeah i'm not gonna repeating the lines but it was if, they, if that was the probably the roughest scene for me to watch well that and the sewing into the scalp <laughs> the
2: can lady- we talk about her aim though 'Cause like she drops a man into a dumpster from what's gotta at least be the fifth floor. I like, laugh.
1: I laugh. <laughs> and it goes boop.
2: It just perfectly falls there. That's a heavy ass man. Like I bet the people,
1: large. So we probably lifted them up. <laughs> you know who you know who this reminds me of? If you ever played Mortal Kombat, that character with the hair that would like whoosh
0: Oh god, yes. <laughs> yes. That's bad the game combat. I want. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll call that bad hair edition. <laughs> Everybody's I'm character
2: that.
1: Just like, <laughs> I'm going to play as Kelly Rowland.
0: Yeah. Just all the black women and then we just fighting. Like, <laughs> Vanessa Williams, of course, is the announcer who's also the last big battle. What? <laughs> so when you beat all these other beaches in the office, yes. you fight Vanessa and Vanessa's like, oh. <laughs> Did you really think you were going to win? What?
1: <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Shall we get into some hot takes?
0: Mm-hmm. You get to kick it off, Kenya, because the guests go first.
2: Yay. Okay. So I think my biggest hot take about this movie is that the last third just makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, Everything after she stabs Jay Pharoah it just goes off the rails <laughs> like it's just we need an excuse to make these weaves fight how can we do this <laughs> we've already budgeted for the cgi we gotta make it happen
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, i thought it, it didn't make sense like anything in the last like 30 minutes i think ish Especially when they get into the office building. <laughs> One, uh, the geography of this office building, I do not understand. And like.
0: Nice. Also, Lena Waite's character. Lena Waite's character was part of it, but not part of it, but then still not part of it, but maybe did this time. I was like, are we killing her or are we not killing her? I need to know. I'm fine either way. <laughs> Also, she, I
2: was happy every time she popped up, though. And she was like, yes, I'm still alive. Let's go. Right? She's like, I
0: life, can't I die like, here. I to have a $500 for when I can go to Lakeisha across the street for two fifty? The one that got me was, I can't die here today. I haven't been to church in 15 years. Snatched.
1: <laughs> no, I love when she, when Anna's, like, looking at Vanessa because she thinks Vanessa's dead because she stabbed her with her heel. And she's like, bitch, come on. You ain't got to look at her and the out She's dead. Let's go. <laughs>
2: thing that irritated me most about that scene because the first time I'm watching it I'm like what is it's it's literally raining outside I know you know that there's a sprinkler system in this building you literally bust open the fire thing with the hook why does it take so long for you to figure out that water is what you need when as we have already previously discussed in this podcast that's one of the first things you learn no matter how you wear your hair Mm -hmm. that water is the enemy Water is the friend when you're doing your hair, but after it's done, water is the enemy.
0: If <laughs> <laughs> my hair turns on me right now to the water, <laughs> to the water, um, like I, it
2: just frustrated me because it just took too long. It just took too long, <laughs> like it took 10 minutes more than it should have taken. Yes, um, but yes, that's that's my hot take. She, she should have known, <laughs> and even. It's not on purpose until she lights the cigarette and forget realizes that oh we're just about to die. <laughs> She's
0: like oh okay. I
2: feel
0: like I feel like that problem could have been solved had this been contained in like a graphic novel or a comic or a short film because it did feel like I have these cool images <laughs> but now I gotta make them to a story and I don't know how the ones at the end are gonna fit but I'm gonna do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and i i felt like too because my uh hot take is really similar to yours uh can you know, but like i the last part of this movie felt weird to me and we get back into this like women fighting other women in a problem that is really a white man's is the real issue because like the at the very end you go and you see the weave and he's pulling it at James Vanderbeek's characters, pulling it out of the woods. So he's your real villain, not Vanessa Williams, not uh, Anna, nor, I mean Zora. Not Anna, not Zora, not uh, the other friend that gets the weave or Kelly Rowland. It's the white man, but we're stuck with the, with the thematic narrative that these women are going to fight each other while the man gets away with it. So I, yeah, I didn't love that.
0: I was torn about it because yes, but also like hair is a thing. And so like these lighter skinned women with the straight hair and their proximity to whiteness are always like pissing on people. Like, oh, I forgot her name. I love her. Oh my God, the receptionist at the hair salon. I oh, forgot the name. a Robin
2: Seed-y, Robin
0: Yes, Robin Seed. Robin Seed was serving me everything I knew about the 90s. I knew that person, like that person worked in every office I ever entered and was <laughs> like, oh um well that's not how we do things here <laughs> and so sometimes you gotta fight your sister you just have to and so I was torn I think it would have helped had this not been written by Justin um because if you're gonna do something like this you definitely need to have some like black femmes present because he focused on black femme hair like that's just all there was to it and so you gotta invite them into the writer's room don't Tyler Period. it you gotta have outside voices if <laughs> you're gonna tackle that
2: because I will say one of the ways in which they kind of go up because like for except for the end where it's just a colossal mass of hair um every time a black woman was like you need to do this or else or I'm not gonna like allow you into this space there was another black woman who was like girl to girl xyz like I like that there were a lot of those moments and how, like, she was able to go over to Laverne Cox and be like, hey, yo, listen, I really need this. And Laverne Cox was like, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, even though, you know, ultimately it was bad. But, <laughs> but then it gets into your point, Trent, about how, like, the, and even at the end of the movie, it's not these women that are fighting each other. It's this hair that's trying to take over everything. And this hair that comes from this, like, old the planet. Yeah. So I think that it was, I, when they showed James Vanderbeek at the end, I thought that that was their way of like saying what she just said about it being like this white man behind it all the time. But, you know, for 20 minutes before that, we get visuals of these women attacking each other. So like- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> well,
0: their hair was attacking each other. Cause like there is that passage where it's like the hair takes over and becomes the brains. If you see her, it's not her. And so right. I feel like there was some remedying, but I feel like it could have been smoother again. If you just invite if you're gonna write for someone, you have to invite someone into the room because you can't tell the story correctly.
1: Um, so,
0: <laughs> 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 um and those are just my thoughts. Um But I do feel like I I go back and forth on that because it does on the surface look like a bunch of women just fighting each other with their hair. (laughs) But also there's so many layers and there were some things that sort of helped make that feel less icky, but also just could have been.
1: Done a little better. Yeah, I agree with you, Sheree, that I think my hot take would have been fixed if there were more black fans in the room helping him write this script.
0: Yeah. Like, really,
1: probably a lot of my points would have been fixed, honestly. <laughs>
0: most of my points with most television and movies invite black films into the room. Um, because once we get in the room, we'll be like, oh, cool. This is about who? Invite them into. Um, we're not going to do right? this shit. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, I don't know about that. You know, unless you lean away, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Had I been hired to reboot this charmed mess this colorism situation would not have happened. And I also would have been like, this actor says she's not Afro-Latine. She identifies as Afro-Caribbean. So <laughs> um and then I wouldn't be sitting here in my room clogging this shit and being salty. Because I'm calling out every day in real time on Netflix. Um <laughs> But anyway, my hot take. <laughs> I've had so many, this whole movie's a hot take for me. Um, <laughs> um, my hot take is I feel like Justin's movies would be better served if he didn't direct them because this and um, Dear White People felt very much like, what would Spike Lee do? And so I don't know what his style is when he's not trying to be Spike Lee.
2: Yes, like that whole, even though I thought that it was really good in creating tension when they're talking in the office, and it's just a random pan around the room for no real reason. Because when it started, I was like, oh, we're going to like see something. It's going to be like, ah.
0: But then it was just a conversation. <laughs> right? No, he he definitely, he went to film school and he loves Spike Lee. And I, I respect that. Those are choices. I'm not knocking him for it. But I just, I want to see what he his aesthetic is. And I feel like that might be part of the reason when Spike Lee got into it. Like the whole last season of Dear White People, (laughs) the whole Tyler Perry character arc of him being the hero and Laverne, of Cox's character not being the hero because that was the main character's hero it's because Justin went up to Spike Lee and was like I'm your biggest fan and Spike was like um I'm eating <laughs> and so he had his feels hurt <laughs> and he talked to Tyler Perry about it and Tyler Perry was like I am also messy come be with me and so now we have a whole third season where I'm like what is happening <laughs> and, and perhaps it's because Spike Lee has seen his work and was like stop trying to be me could you not? I'm me, and I'm still alive. I would, like to, I would like to do my own things. Thank you.
2: I mean, that would explain why, you know, I mean, I think this is also just a Black Hollywood thing, but there were several white, um, dear Black people, dear white people alum in this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He, and he I'm like, give your friends jobs, but also give me a job. especially because he does them a disservice i didn't know tessa thompson could act because i only saw the part of dear white people before i went to sleep and so i was like everybody in that movie was doing something and then tessa was like i'm gonna do stuff not that and i was like i stand i stand (laughs) and and also i would not be me if i did not bring up that justin is doing some shady shit with the fourth season of dear white people which is why some of the actors are not returning because Netflix was like, we're not going to pay all of y'all equally. And Justin was like, I'm paid. I don't care. And so there's some infighting and I'm excited to see who will and will not return. And if I will or will not return as a viewer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, when that, um, I forget who it was, but when they were talked about all the messed up stuff, it's just, I wanted to believe it was Netflix being shady, which partly it is, but also like, you know, that you have a show at this point that has power at this network. Mm-hmm. So you could probably have at least been like, okay, if you don't want to pay everybody, <laughs> what they're worth, at least pay everybody equally.
0: <laughs> right? And my other thing is because your show is addressing these sort of issues, it feels weird for you to be like, uh, I'll write about it, but if it benefits me in the real world, I'm fine. Um, right? <laughs> what is that? Again, have Black films in the room because like had a Black film, but in the room it would have been like Justin. You're about to get dragged. <laughs> look deep in your soul, look deep in your conscience, and make a better choice. Um, <laughs> there are other
2: options.
0: Yeah, right. yeah.
1: It also seems a little bit performative, you know? I'm going to give you a show that, that addresses these issues, but I'm not really going to work to fix them.
0: Mm, well, say and start that, because I have so many stories from my times in Chicago about performative <laughs> people <laughs> who are <laughs> like, I'm doing all these things <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, the real world.
1: Warriors. You know the warriors i can't uh, i can't handle it
0: if you're gonna post about it be about it that's how i feel if you're not gonna be about it don't post about it and that way we can forget you there and we won't be here to drag you because we won't we won't even think about you but you're like no i gotta be the loudest on social media um oh i'm gonna accept this venmo real quick though <laughs> we well,
2: let's just talk about it and then we can just save social media for our selfies and our pictures of cats.
0: Like, <laughs> right? right. Don't be out here being like my manifesto how black people are mistreated, but I get to mistreat them. That's some Tyler Perry bullshit. And so maybe him and Tyler Perry meeting is for the best. <laughs> maybe that is the mentorship he's needed all along. <laughs>
1: Oh, Lord, we're off on a tangent now. All right.
0: Always. Yes. <laughs> Always.
1: So, all right. Um, thank you, Kenya, for joining us to talk about this wild and crazy movie.
2: What a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank
2: you for having me. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Next week, we're really excited. We're going to bring back another season one favorite. We're going to bring back Crystal Marie Stewart. You might remember her, you might love her. Um, and we're going to cover the movie Eve's Bayou.
0: That's right. It's going to be week two in our month of Black creators who are not Jordan Peele, because there's more out there. (laughs) (laughs) And we're introducing you to all of them, even if I have issues with some of them, Justin.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Make sure you stay fierce out there.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.